um, Garrett here, pastor from Limwood Reformed Church, and I wanted to do something to to begin a new midweek kind of point of connection called mid midweek psalms. And the thing about this is we'll just get together and read through a psalm. And today I thought we'd go through Psalm one. Uh, before I get to um, looking at Psalm one and offering some reflections, I first want to catch you up on some things happening at Limwood. Starting today, uh, this evening, there is a back-to-school prayer night event where if you uh, come to parking lot tonight at 6.30, you can drive in, uh, park in a parking spot, make sure you leave space between you and another car, um, and we are going to pray for all people involved in going back to school, and we'll also sing songs and, and have a moment of, of togetherness. We will experience that um, at, at 6.30, like I said. So you uh, bring a mask, bring a chair. You're welcome to be outside your, your car right in front of it with a mask on. Um, so I hope to see you there. Next, I wanted to also update people that we will be going from our 9 o'clock worship time to 9.45, back to the normal time um, this Sunday. So 9.45, everybody. You can catch us here on this channel, on Facebook Live, or on YouTube afterward. Uh, we will be doing a drive-in service this Sunday if there's good weather. If there's not good weather, then we'll all just be all online. Lastly, for the service this Sunday, I wanted to invite you to offer up prayers. So if you have a prayer that you want spoken and offered up this Sunday, email me or the church office and I will include that in the service. All the information about the event tonight, about worship, about uh, that, that prayer stuff that you would need to know is in the description box of this video. So without further ado, um, let's get to the Psalms. So like I said, we'll be doing, uh, working through a Psalm every week. And uh, today's Psalm is Psalm 1. Now what you might know not know about the Psalms, which is the prayer book of God's people, it shows the very heart of God's people as they're wrestling with what it means to be faithful and what it means to be human. Um, and the interesting thing about Psalm 1 is that it's connected to Psalm 2. They were originally just one, one whole psalm. And I never knew this, but uh, the way you can tell they're connected is that the beginning of Psalm 1 says this, Happy are those, and I'll skip ahead, whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Happy are those whose delight is in the law of the Lord. That's the opening to Psalm 1. And the closing of Psalm 2 says this, Happy are all who take refuge in him. So these two psalms are really pillars uh, that you would pass in through to get to God's prayer book or the prayer book of God's people. And uh, it really kind of says what the Psalms are about. Psalms are a specific type of literature in scripture called wisdom literature. And so the, the wisdom of this book is going to think about what does it mean to live a happy life. And the interesting thing about the word happy is that we think of happy and we think this moment of excitement or this temporary gladness, uh, this intense, wonderful emotion. But what happy really means, it might also be translated blessed in your Bible, what it really means is a deep contentment, a peace, a lasting joy about life. So 
the Psalms are really going to wrestle with what this looks like. It doesn't mean things are great all the time, but what does it mean to experience um, lasting, lasting contentment? So let's dive in. Uh, Psalm 1, as we consider, you know, what does it mean to be happy and blessed? Uh, I'll read through and offer some reflections for your, for your thoughts today. Someone says this. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season. And their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. In my Bible, there is a description at the very top under the title Psalm 1 that says, the two ways. And I don't know if you caught that as you listened to that psalm, but this, this first way that's described, it says, happy are those who do not, who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. Happy are those who do not follow those. And maybe you don't really jive with those, but maybe you can reflect on that for a second. You know, taking the advice, poor advice of people, the path of sinners and scoffers. What might that mean for us? You know, how do we how do we take counsel in our life? How do we receive direction and encouragement? Are we are we listening to uh, God's word and what it might say and speak into our lives? Are we listening to people who care for us and love us, family and friends and guardians, grandparents? those who have vested interest in us, those who love us dearly and deeply. Are we listening to them? Are we pushing them away? Are we, are we really considering our own thoughts and feelings and how we are um, experiencing those and whether or not we're listening to our good judgment or pushing that away? How, how do we show up in the day? How do we show up on social media? How do we show up in person? Scripture says that, that in this way, all these things are like chaff that the wind drives away. Now, a uh, point of reference here, the, the, uh, the Jewish people, when they would take grain into um, the building to mill it into wheat, there would be all of this extra material they would call chaff. It's kind of like the extra stuff that would fall on the ground. And when there was a wind that came through or somebody came walking through, it would just blow on by. And so all of the... The, the writer is suggesting that uh, these ways, this specific way, is, is not life-giving, doesn't take root. It will just be swept away and it's very temporary. Contrast that with what the, the writer says about the other way. Happy are those, content are those, peaceful and joyful are those who meditate on the law of God both day and night. They will be like trees planted by streams of water. 
So this image of, of um, the people of God listening and meditating on God's word are like trees planted by water. And, and for the Jewish people that lived in the desert, they knew the, the value of water and what it meant to their spiritual life. Uh, sorry, to their physical life and how that translated to um, a metaphor for God's word nourishing their own life and existence. And so um, the thing that I wanted to, to think about with you is that in um, the Old Testament, the the law, the Torah that was described in this is, is the first five books of scripture. So Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That was considered the Torah, what they would meditate on day and night. And this would provide instruction and guidance for them in this blessed, content life. But for us, we who trust in, in Jesus, who see and, and proclaim and declare and trust that God has fully revealed himself in Jesus, um, we believe what John said, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So all the teaching, all what's described in the Old Testament can be summed up. All of God's heart is summed up in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And throughout his life, he demonstrated um, what it looks to be fully alive, fully human, um, and also what God fully desires of us. So um, for us, the question is, um, are we meditating on, on the ways of Jesus and who Jesus is and, and the way that Jesus shows us to go in our own lives? And um, the part about this, it's, it says that on the law, they meditate day and night. And you might be sitting there like, Garrett, day and night, I don't have that kind of time. I barely have five minutes to myself. And I think the interesting thing about that is that the people back then didn't have that time either. <laughs> They lived in a culture where they had one day off. They were constantly uh, doing things as well, just like we are. And so for them, the meditation would happen along the way of their lives. The meditation would take place when they went to work, when they came home, when they laid down at night, and when they rose in the morning. And so for us, maybe we can incorporate that. How are we um, opening our hearts, opening our minds, opening all that we are to, to how um, God might be a part of the situations that we're in and how God might influence the ways that we show up in those, in those places of our lives. Are we um, thinking about what God would say to us? I had a, uh, a therapist who said to me one time, Garrett, what would your heavenly father who loves you unconditionally, who is for you, has great plans for you, what would your heavenly father say to you right now about this situation? And I wonder if you can take that. And, and maybe you had some complicated issues with your, your parents and family, so it's a, it's a tough one. But if you can imagine a, a God as a parent who loves you beyond anything else, wants the best for you, what might God say to you in the moments of your life? Can you invite God in, to speak into your life um, day by day? However, however you're making way through the day, can you invite uh, you know the thought about what would Jesus do that that um, oft-repeated saying? What would Jesus do in this? How would Jesus direct me? What Jesus? What would Jesus say to me now? Uh, same with the Holy Spirit. Maybe asking the Holy Spirit to be uh, speaking to you and and showing you and revealing to you what to say, how to be, how to think. And and maybe you're not there yet. Maybe um, part of it is just um, asking God to give you an awareness of how God's showing up, or um, maybe 
you do need to read through some of the Gospels to get a deeper sense of who God is and, and how God might be, God might be leading you. So in all, um, the thing that I wanted to convey that, that this first psalm that says, uh, blessed are those who meditate on God's law day and night is really an active thing that we take into our lives moment by moment, day by day. It's not something we have to set aside five hours to sit in silence for. It's how, God, how are you a part of this moment? How are you directing me right now? How do you want me to be? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? And how are you leading me to become who you created me to be? So with that, um, I will offer up a prayer for you and for us. Lord, um, I pray that you are speaking now to us. Pray that you are um, speaking and, and, and offering us your good news, offering us the way that we should be, the way that we should um, um, show up today. And I pray for those who tuned in that um, you would reveal to them, help them to see the way that you're a part of their life and the way that you're guiding them. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Take care.